What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Take Time Out with Trey Mosley. I am your host, Trey Mosley, and today we have a very special guest who has taken the time because over there it's, what, 7 o'clock p.m. in the U.K., but uh, I asked him and he said yes, and I, I couldn't be even more happier to have uh, the one and only Mr. Red Pepper is on the show. How you doing? How were you, sir? Please I'm all right. Please don't the room with all that rumble. I'm all right, man. Yeah. When you said, come on, I said, come on. Not a problem. I I'm mean, always inside my office, always inside my studio messing around. I said, you know what? Could as well use this time wisely and catch up with you. How you doing, Trey? You good? I'm, man, I'm, you know, if I was any better, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'll remember that one. Yeah, <laughs> old friend, he 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 says, oh, he said, man, if I was any better, I couldn't stand it. I'm like, well, you know mm. what? That's a good way to go. True, um, true. So glad to have you on. We we you know we've been communicating for for years and have had mm. you know conversation here and there. But um, when I put this thing together, I, I had a group of people that I had in mind, and I'm like, I want to get him, but man, the time difference will it work? Can exactly. it work? Exactly. Exactly. And here we, here we are. So uh, thank you so much, man. Um, first off, mm-hmm. you are from. Barbados. Yeah, born in Barbados. Um, I was, well, I don't know, about a year old when I left there. Went stateside um, down in Hayward, California. I spent a lot of time down there. Uh, I was 15 when I came to the UK, so I, I don't know the states that well. I've never been to New York, never been to the major cities, but I, w- mm-hmm. I was in Hayward, spent time over in Modesto, seeing friends, well, family friends. Um, uh, family's got a trucking company over there in um Stockton. Um, so I was always around there, San Fran, messing around, just following dad, really. So I've been in the UK for Christ. I'm 62 now. Um, so I've been here a long time. So yeah, I was wow. raised until I was 15 in the States uh, on the West Coast. I did not know that. Well, next time you are uh, on the West Coast and you want to come through Vegas, man, that's where I am. Yeah, I know uh, you there. I know you there. First rounds on me. Over there. What you doing uh, over in Vegas, man? Come man. on, man. You know, for me, I guess I'm being interviewed now, but a lot of a, a lot of opportunities uh, came my way and I and I could not take advantage of them in Florida mm-hmm. and California was was right there. But I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. too expensive for my taste. Exactly. And Vegas was a nice little, you know, it's not too far. I yeah. can either fly 45 minutes or spend three hours on the road to mm-hmm. go to L.A. and, and do work. So that's what prompted me and the wife to plant our flag here. And it's yeah. been a great uh, return on investment in many, many ways. Indeed. But uh, this ain't about me, man. Don't be trying to flip it. We're here to talk, baby. I want to take it over too. already. <laughs> so how does one go from working uh, in the tube, as you all call it? Yeah. Uh, Subway, right? In the subway for, mm-hmm. for you Yanks out there. Um, how does one go from working in the tube to, uh, you know, rocking the mic the way you do? I tell you what, I didn't have a clue. Uh, at the very beginning, I'm, I'm one of those old school cats who used to listen to what we call the wireless. We, I used to listen to the little radio and listen to all these DJs playing fantastic soul music and jazz music. And I used to imitate these guys. I used to, I never understood the workings of, you know, radio. So I just... All I could hear was music and this dude just talking, just 
yeah, this is the hot hits, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, I could do that. That sounds so cool. And so from, from a kid, I was always crazy about listening to people's voices. But I never, ever in a million years thought that I'd ever become a voice actor because, number one, I didn't know what a voice actor was. I just assumed that these guys are wherever in radio world just doing their thing. I didn't understand a thing. So anyway, I went, went through my life just doing everything, you know, like I was a fireman. I was a security man. I was a train driver. When I got to be a train driver, um, I was just driving my train, minding my business. and making my announcements. Every time I got to the station, I'd say, yeah, this is your driver. This train is going all the way to Watford or wherever it's going and shut the doors, go about my business. Uh, one particular day, um, this dude was on my train. I didn't know television executive. And I made the announcement on the train. He climbs off the train at the, at the next station at Baker street station and runs along the platform. I can see him on my monitor. I'm thinking, is somebody being attacked? Is somebody passed out on the train? Because it happens all the time. So I wait, open my cab window. This guy gets all the way down to my cab window. He says, man, you got a great voice. He didn't talk like that. He says, hey, you've got a lovely voice. You know, he talked <laughs> like that kind. And he was very, very, very camp, extremely camp. And I'm thinking, I was a little irritated, to be honest, because I'm thinking, you know, you're in the rush hour. You got trains backing up behind you. And I'm waiting for this guy to come and tell me I got a nice voice. I said, Thank you. Is that it? No, 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 no. And can we exchange numbers? And back then, you know, to have a mobile phone was something special, you know. Right. So I didn't really have no contacts in my mobile phone. And I just said, yeah, sure, we'll exchange numbers. So I got somebody else in my contacts. Well, and I put his name in and his number in. And the following day, he's calling me. He says, uh, Red. And I said, yeah. He says, I'm Dean. Uh, could you, could you, uh, uh, coming to the studio, Molinaire Studios, to tomorrow. I said, well, sure. Okay. I didn't think nothing of it. So when I get into Molinaire Studios, I got to work at, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon until midnight. But beforehand, I went into Molinaire Studios. Mm -hmm. And I got on my underground uniform, train driver's uniform and everything. And he's got all these executives behind this glass and very well-to-do. And Hello, this is Red. Hello, this is Red. And I'm thinking, okay. This is all new to me, really fantastic studios. Never yeah. been in a studio like that in my life. And I thought, wow, this is cool. Well, this is something different. So I'm, I'm green around the gills. I haven't got a clue what, how it works. And he gave me the A4 sheet of paper. He says, okay, go in there. When you see the green light, say the first line. When you see the green light again, say the second line, blah, blah, blah. You know how it is. So um, I'll wait for the green light. Typical, I've got some, I forget what it was playing in the background. First, first typical line in a world. Second green light, we're one man. And it went on like that. Yeah. And they're behind the, the screen, really an animated, like really, <laughs> really animated. Like, and I'm thinking, so I guess I, I'm doing okay. Yes, I finished it and I said, is that okay? Yes, yes, yes. They press the button. We'll be through. And he came through and he shook my hand. You know when people shake your hand, but they're so happy that they don't let go. And they're yeah. holding your hand for like 30 seconds with a great big beaming <laughs> smile on his face. And he's like, yes, fantastic. We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. And that's how my career started. Because after he rang me the next time, he said, I'd like you to come in for one hour per week on a retainer. And I didn't have a clue. I was just a train driver. I had no, no business clue. yet. I didn't know nothing about the, the business side of this thing or the jargon they used. 
the hell is a retainer? And he offered me, uh, let's say, three times what I was working for for 48 hours a week on the underground, yeah. right? One hour per week. And I thought, whoa, whoa. I spoke to my wife, my ex-wife now. I said, this, this dude just offered me how much? And she goes, no, you must have mistakenly, you must have heard him wrong. I right. said, I think I've heard him wrong too. Anyway, it, it was factual. And I said, wow. So I came in there one, one hour, done what he wanted me to do. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I was out of there. It was cool. I thought, okay, this ain't right. So anyway, I tried to, tried to hold on to the underground job. You know, I thought this will never last because he gave me this retainer for two years, 24 wow. months. So I lie, 36 months. Huh? And, uh, and I says, okay. But I thought, I'm not greedy, but I got little kids. They were tiny kids then. And I says, three years will go by fast and I'm going to throw away a good job driving trains. So I tried to do the two of them, but mm. it didn't quite work because- Work started coming in. Well, this is the thing. Halfway through my shift driving a train, I'm getting a call. Hi, Red, can you be in this afternoon? And I'm thinking, money. But I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't finish till two o'clock in the morning. Oh, Jesus. Right. So my big mouth engaged before my brain. And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> so- I got a whole shift to do, so I'd, I'd book off sick. I'd do all kind of skullduggery to get out of the the uh, underground and go and do these jobs until they publicized my face on the all the big newspapers in the UK because it was some big story. They said, hey, we're going to use this as a fantastic story. Red, has, he's come off the trains, and now he's a big trailer man on this, that, and the other. says, oh, shoot. So everybody saw it. I got woke up at five o'clock in the morning by some good friends. Oh. People are talking about you. They're calling your name on talk talk radio. They're calling your name on LBC. They're calling your radio on Radio One. They're calling your you're in the newspaper. You and I opened up the paper. There's me, massive, big thing. Wow. Me, and I'm thinking, oh shoot. So it just went from underground to not, I wouldn't say famous. I don't like that word, but being recognized because of my voice just overnight like that. And then that's when I got myself an agent and that's when work started picking up and all of a sudden big companies in the UK and the States as well, obviously. Um, my first gig was with uh, uh, Pepsi-Cola, I think, Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola. And um, when I saw the paycheck, it was like, I honestly thought it was wrong. You know, I keep looking at you instead of the camera. I thought it was wrong. It was, it was whoa. I spoke to the agent. I said, listen, I'm an honest, God-fearing man. I can't, I'm sure they've made a mistake. And she just laughed, literally, Emma Harvey. She <laughs> laughed at me, laughed hard. She said, sit down, young man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> these, these guys are promoting you all over the world or wherever. They're making sack loads. She used another expletive, to be honest. I'm sure. She, they're making sack loads. What they've just paid you is nothing. I said, that's something to me. So that's how it escalated. And then all of a sudden people said, I want to use you. I want to use you. I want to use you. And she said to uh, uh, Dean, listen, if you're restricting his earnings with this retainer and you want him only to work with you, you got to bump it up. That's you know, right. you, you can't just be paying him what is fantastic for him, but that's pittance. And so um, that was the end of that one. And that was when uh, the sci-fi channel launched over here. And uh, then all of a sudden it just went on and on and on. And then games wanted me and 
TV programs wanted me on television and ra um, radio adverts and you know how it is. And yeah. all of a sudden I, I was working and 30 years down the line, I'm still working and still current and still working daily. And, you know, I don't know when it'll ever end. Don't want it to ever end. It's fantastic. It keeps me young, keeps me happy, keeps me alive, you know? So that's how I got into this wonderful uh, field of voice acting. So for anyone who's who's watching or listening to this on the podcast, mm. I'm going to go ahead and ask the question that they have been dying to be asked. Yeah. When did you get the voice? Man, this voice... No word of a lie. I'll give you the compressed version. Otherwise, I'll go on and on because I can't talk for England, I got to say. Getting up in the morning, the typical storyline from everybody. I don't know when my voice broke. It just broke. It's the same thing with me. 14 years old, I'm literally coming down the stairs. Good morning. Ma. <clears throat> good, good, good morning. Ma. <clears throat> oh, my God. Good morning, Ma. <clears throat> and my voice was not stable. Yeah. And I thought, whoa. And I thought, whoa, and I could literally feel the vibration in my chest. So I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I said, yeah. And I started doing <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, who loves you, baby? And I'm trying to do all the stuff. And my mom's in the kitchen, and she said, hmm, you think you're a man now? I said, well, I sound like a man. She said, come here. <laughs> well, that'll that'll fix that. She goes, "You'll always be a boy to me." That's you're my boy. You understand? But it was like amazing, and obviously, it's got uh, more gravitas as years have gone by. But when it dropped, I was 14 years old. Seriously, it just whoa. And the the thing that freaked me out is my chest. You, the you rumble in the chest. Yeah, and I thought, what is that? That's so cool. And then my sisters called on and when they got boyfriends, they'd say, just get on the phone, tell him don't come back. Otherwise you'll have you to answer to. They'll have you to answer. And I said, well, look at me, I'm a little skinny. I can't do nothing. They don't know that. And I'll just get on the <laughs> phone and listen, I'm show your face back here again. You understand? Do you understand? Thank you. And I got, you know what, you know what I earned from that? Not money. I like greens. I like vegetables. I like sprouts. I like collard greens. I like proper Food, all greens. Yeah. I love greens. They don't like them. So, really, di dinner time, they would give me all their greens, all, all their, their vegetables portions. and stuff. Yeah, and that's why I'm six foot four. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so that's how that started. And uh, yeah, when I was young, fourteen years old, and then I used it to my advantage, and obviously attracted the females and all the rest of it. And I thought, this is cool. Oh, oh, you don't say. This is cool. This is cool. And I wasn't a bad-looking young man either. It's like, you know, my little afro and my kid, uh, sisters used to plant my hair. And uh, oh, it was a I good. Oh, I see that. Because oh. I, I will say, because, you know, the pictures that I've seen, you are always just fly. Just I'm like, this dude is just sharp for no reason. So yeah, I, can, yeah. I can believe that. Well, this, um, this, the thing, know, that's the thing. I, I, I choose to because I'm, I'm a father. I'm a father of six kids. And a lot of folks have said to me, why do you dress nice to go into a studio? Obviously, this is my own studio, so my boo is behind me. I don't have to dress yeah. nice. And like I'm, I'm talking to you like a friend. We're just chilled and relaxed. Yeah. But uh, when I go into central London or, or Italy or wherever I got to go to do VOs, I dress. I've always said to my kids, Dress like you own the damn place. Dress right. to impress. 
dressed to impress. I don't want to bring the, the race thing into it. I says, but I grew up in a, in a, in a seriously mismatched race era. And I says, you got to be ready to face the king or face a pauper. You got to look like the man. And when you walk into some of these studios, there's some folks who will say, hmm, who is this trap? Who, who, who is Trey? Who's red? Who is that? Hmm. And you walk through the door looking like scruff bag and they just, hmm, hmm. They've already put you down. So yeah. to me, I, I walk in the place and some CEOs and top creatives, they're not used to being spoken to in a certain manner. Mm-hmm. They don't own me. So when I walk in, okay, who's that? Who's that dressed in the blue suit? All right, your suit don't look bad. No, don't talk to him like that. So I own it. So I've got to be a presence when I walk in. And the only way I can be a presence is looking like the man. And then you got to deliver. You don't want to look like the man and then can't deliver. That makes you look like a punk. <laughs> exactly. So I've always said to myself, look good, impress. And you're, I'm not doing it for me. I'm, I'm showing my children. You got to A, appearance. S, speech. A, attitude. A-S-A, appearance, speech, and attitude will get you far. That's how I see things, you know, so... I like to dress nice. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, I, I, I uh, there's this one picture of you that I, I see often when I'm like searching and, and googling your name, and you have on like this this nice cap, uh, full length coat, and I'm like, where is this dude going? And, this? You, know, <laughs> it, you know what? It doesn't even matter where you're going because you you were just like. I'm red pepper, and you're not. Yeah, you know it. You know it, and, and it he works. That's the one. It that, works. Shout out to my producer. You there all you can't go. see it right now, but he just there put it go. on the screen. When this is produced, you'll see it. But that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. That's 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 my untouchables look. Hey, you know, now the untouchables, or the, in the UK they say, "Excuse me, mate, you look like Peaky Blinders." <laughs> they, that's what they told me because I, I when I'm in the summertime, don't touch me. Because I'm hot. Seriously, I, I don't mess about. I, I, I like to, it's not a case of look at me, I'm somebody special. It's just that feeling you get within and you can handle everything. You are the man wherever you're going. When you walk in, you got to impress, not just with the voice. Anybody got a great voice, but your whole manner and it gets you work and you get remembered. No one forgets you. They said, oh, Red, oh, I, I love the way he dresses. Simple things. You know, you're investing in yourself. That's how I see it. I'm investing in myself. It's as simple as that. I like that. So one thing that you said I want to touch back on, because mm-hmm. I know it's it's uh, a part of your life. Now, you said growing up, mm-hmm. you had the, the transistor radio, listening yeah, to yeah. The DJs. You yourself also yeah. DJ now. So talk yeah, a little yeah. bit about, you know, when you're not on the mic Working in yeah. DO, you're still on the mic yeah. working, yeah. but you're playing music every single week, the right? I got this the solar coaster, solar coaster, um, that's right, like, like in roller coasters, solar coaster. I, solar I love coaster. my soul music, I love jazz music. I love, and funny enough, I like rock, I like white snake, I like heavy metal, I like uh orchestral music, I like mm-hmm. quality music, and because I'm a, I play a bit of guitar, I like to play instruments, that's why my nails are so long on one hand and, and flat on the other because I play the guitar a lot. And I like to hear instruments. doesn't matter what genre, if you can play, that tickles me every single time. So I got into my music, but soul was my number one music, obviously. And what happened was I used to have these little, you know, 
cheap turntables and whatever I wanted to be a DJ. So in, in your bedroom, you're the best DJ in the world. But in reality, <laughs> yeah. no, ain't nobody going to say anything to you. Listen, yeah, you carry on, kid. Enjoy yourself. And so I had these, um, back in the day, we had uh, tape cassettes and eight track and whatever. But we had the little tape cassettes, you know, uh, we used to record radio yeah. shows on and to stop the DJ, just before the DJ speaks, you cut it. So you just have the music, you know. And I said, I'm going to make a tape of me DJing. I got this little cheap mic and all the rest of it. And I and I made a, a C90 tape. And I had a girlfriend at the time. She took it, sent it into a radio station. Mm-hmm. So happens that there's a fellow called Greg Edwards. Greg Edwards is a soul DJ. He bought soul music to the UK. Without him, soul music was never going to be played. It was all English, white, pop bands, you know, Cliff Richards, yeah. Silla Black, you know, Rolling Stones, all that. There was no, no unless you was Sam Cooke or the Motown sound. No one else wanted to touch anything outside of that. George Clinton, Parliament, none of that. You wouldn't have ever heard of that. Wow, really? So never, ever. Trust me. So it was like the 70s, mid-70s. Greg Edwards was a legend. He's still playing nowadays. And everybody idolized him. When it came 6 o'clock on the evening on a Saturday, he was he was there. Everybody, every black man in the country was listening to Greg. So it turned out that Greg was a program controller at this radio station, WNK, which is no longer there now. Um, And my girlfriend at the time sent the tape in. Mm. He liked it. I didn't have a clue. And I get this call. Hi, can I speak to Red Pepper? I'm thinking... You sound like Greg Edwards. Yeah, this is Greg Edwards. And I'm thinking, oh, shoot. Hey, this is, I'm just all excited, you know? So yeah. I, anyway, he said, come on in. Got in, shook his hand. I was like, <laughs> and I got in there and he says, okay, let me see what you can do. And I'm in the uh, studio. I've never been in before. Different type of thing. I didn't know nothing about it. And um, I got in there and he says, great. I want you to cover my show. I want you to cover my show. I said, really? In at the deep end. And I mastered it. Everybody loved it. And I says, you know, I got the bug. And that was 1990 or it was 89, around about 1990. And I picked up the mantle. I says, yeah, this is from me. And I've always, so I've been DJing on the radio without making a big fuss about it since 1989. Solid to this very day. And every Saturday I do it on JFSR, Jazz Funk, Soul Radio. It's called the Solar Coaster. I play mellow. I play rare cuts. I play funk. I play the lot. I, you know, that's how I am because I'm just a music junkie. I think I got 180,000 records. I'm I'm serious. I'm I'm deadly serious. You know. Wait, you a, have 180,000 that you own, like vinyl, or well, just well, that you well, play? well, yeah. Well, I've got a lot of them transferred onto the MP3 now. Okay. Yeah, because wow. I I I managed to get rid of 100,000. Albums, but I donated them to local hospitals, the local hospital radio DJ. But what I discovered after I got rid of them, I discovered that I had a a room. Oh my God, I found a room in my house because (laughs) the music had gone. And I had a huge, because it was wall to wall, ceiling to floor. It was music. And that was me. And and I still have the passion, but the only thing about MP3, you can get it on your computer straight away. Whereas if I had, I said, Ooh, where is that? Um, Barbara Mason album, Woman mm. to Woman, and I got to go searching. You, you tend to know where they are, but, right. you know, it just saves a lot of time. You're on the computer, bam, there it is. Um, so I'm, I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about DJing. 
Now, are you do you still have a, a vinyl collection though? Like just your own personal? Yeah, stash? I, I, I got some stored in a, in another home in another spot, but I ain't supposed to tell nobody that because I told them I got rid of them. <laughs> Sorry, my dear. You and your big map. <laughs> my father-in-law. Um, you know, he, he grew up in that, in that same era. He's probably mm. about 10 years older than you. And okay. he gave me his, he knew I loved vinyl and yeah. like in the studio. So yeah. I have a, I have a record player downstairs and up here okay. in the studio, I have a stereo system off to the, to the mm-hmm. right over there. And he, he gave me his vinyl collection. Mm. He was like, you know, I know you'll take care of it. Cause I know you, you, you love listening. It's something exactly. about dropping that needle and you're hearing that little oh, crinkle yeah. right before the music yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 the and the and the hold on a second and the when you when you listen when you pull the sleeve out pull that sleeve, sleeve. Yeah. and you you gotta you take it by both hands and you you gotta just flip it over there's a certain way you don't touch it you just yeah you yeah. <laughs> You look at to see if any prints on it, anything, mm-hmm. and you place it on, and you home. Oh, yeah, it still does it for me every single time. Yeah, absolutely. There, there are days when, um, if I have no sessions or no meetings or mm-hmm. nothing, and maybe yeah. my wife is at school, mm-hmm. I turn the speakers up to where this whole edifice is shaking. Yes, yes, and, yes. yes. Um, I put on uh, this particular day. I put on James Brown. Mm-hmm. It was James Brown. It was Quincy Jones, the dude. Yes. Sorry, I've got. <laughs> no, it's all good because yeah. I was in here getting it. He's the um, dude. I love you know what you know. I love soundtracks. Um, yes. I grew up in an era. Um, in the. Roger Moore, Sean Connery, Bond yes, era. Yes. And I think they had some of the best soundtracks to those James mm-hmm. Bond movies. Ain't uh, that the truth? Ain't that Live the truth? Live and Let man. Die, Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe two weekends ago, I just listened to soundtracks. I did all the the all the Bond collection. Mm-hmm. I put on Top Gun and oh, was in shoot. here in the danger zone. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. and it's, it's, it's one of those things where, and, you know, Strangely enough, this is why I wanted to do a podcast like this. You know, the mm-hmm. reason I call it Take Time Out. Um, I wanted to get into how when we're not in the studios, mm-hmm. we're not outside going to another studio. We're traveling here mm-hmm. to record, there to record. Like, what do you do to unwind? You know, how, how does Red Pepper take time out for himself and, and for his family? Seriously, a lot of it is to do with music. Um, first and foremost, I, I'll I'll pull out stuff um, because I'm I'm an emotional man. I'm a sentimental man. I'm a real man. Um, I slightly digress, and I got to explain myself because you may say, "I beg your pardon," when I say this, your wife makes me happy. I beg your pardon, Rick. I'll, sh- I'll tell you for why. When I see you and your wife on your Instagram and all the rest of it. I see love, I see beauty, I see something very, very special. So to me, like I said, I don't mean it in any kind of way. No, no, you're good, bro. You, 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 good. you and your wife make me 
make me so happy. I watch you. Honestly, <laughs> look at these two. Oh, damn. That, that's love right there. So the yeah. music side of it, I will I will find something, and I don't just listen to stuff. I will listen to some, someone like uh, Michelle Indeggio Cello, and she, she plays her. her bass and all the rest of it. And talking about soundtrack, she, she was on a soundtrack called Higher Learning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the music on there is sublime. I take music. I take uh, uh, sounds. I will go on to these, you know, different register sounds. It's, it's supposed to be touching your mind. And I'll put on some kind of maybe bells or... And I'll leave it on. And whatever I'm doing, I'll focus on it. If my kids need something doing, I'll do it. If the, if uh, my kids need me to take the grandkids and I'll, I'll take them in. But what I do, I do a lot of walking. I do a lot of thinking. I do a lot of, not exactly yoga. I'll do a lot of meditation. But mm-hmm. mainly... Mainly, mainly what I'll do is speak to people. I will call people up and I'll say, what's up? And they'll usually start by saying, yeah, everything's good. No, no, come on, what's up? I'm not feeling you this week. Hmm. I'll come around. And I'll come around guaranteed within half an hour. They have got an issue they wanted to talk about. And we talk about it. And usually I'm, I just raise them up. And to me, I got this little thing about being positive. I just always had it be positive. So I speak to people all the time. I spend my time uh, raising people's energy, their 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 level, their their, their feel good factor. That's what I'm all about. Most times, when I'm not in the studio, that's what I got to do. Because what else am I going to do? Am I going to sit there watching television? No. <laughs> right. And, and and as and reality is, I've, I've always said it. I don't want to digress too much, but reality is, if you sit down and you turn your television off and you look at that spot where that television is, you'll see what you're actually doing. You're sitting there looking at a space in your room for eight hours, six hours, five hours. You haven't got off your behind. You haven't done anything positive. You haven't connected with anyone. You sat there in that room and looked at that corner where your television is. And I've said it to people, it's nothing wrong with that to a degree, but don't make it your life. Make your life Full of a passion. Have a passion. Doesn't have to be about money. Has to be mm-hmm. a passion. Have something in your life that you really want to do. That's really going to uplift yourself. Really going to uplift somebody. Something. Get something done. And don't say, I don't see why I should. No, that's negative. Do it. Do it. And you'll get something back. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But anyway, that's, that's my kind of thing. I'm just the motivational kind of guy. I like to speak. And, and let people realize themselves, you know, see what they've got because there's too many people who are, they believe they're downtrodden, mm-hmm. but they're not. It's just they yeah. don't have that little zest, that little something, some, somebody to spark them into action. And I do that. I'm the sparker. Yeah, that's what I am. I'm a sparker. You're a conduit. Yeah, I, I'll take Energy that. Energy siphons <laughs> through you and then you put it out mm-hmm. into the universe. Mm. That's what I do. I spend my time just loving, man. That's a good way to put it. I spend my time loving. You, you know, and I think that's very important um, for a lot of voice actors, especially here stateside. Mm. Um, just when I'm on social media and, and people I know in, in the business, mm. um, for whatever reason, we have these moments where we feel like we're alone. We have nobody to talk to. Yeah. Um, but then hearing what you said and how you 
you're the mm-hmm. person. And I, I do that too. So there's a, um, I have a group of voice actors. We're all mm-hmm. black men and we're on a group chat. Yeah. And we either talking about football, American football in this instance. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about work and every now and then, um, I'll just reach out to them like, all right, this is just a wellness check. How you yeah. doing today? Mm-hmm. What's going on? I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not hitting you up talking about work. I'm just trying to see how the fella's doing. Exactly. And you know, you may have one dude. Yeah, man, everything is good, man. Yes. You know, this is going on, this going on. And maybe that one dude like, yeah, man, just found out some bad news. And mm-hmm. you know, now we collectively lift him up with, Hey, exactly. we here, you know, so exactly. I, I, um, I, I get that fully yeah. about, you know, staying positive because there's so much other negative stuff out exactly. there that can, that can bring the room down. But if and you're then, in a good frame of mind yeah. and then you can share that with others. And in this, in this industry, you, you know very well because you've been a voiceover and an excellent voice actor for a long time. Um, you, you get that. <laughs> Well, I don't get it anymore. When I was first started, first five years, I thought I'll never get another job. I thought, you know, I'm self-employed. Christ, without without this, what am I going to do? Uh, and you, you, I didn't, I didn't really have the confidence, even though I had the ability. I, I still, within inside myself, I was thinking, this will never last. This will never mm-hmm. last. Or you get a, a dry week, or a dry month, or dare I say, a dry two months. You check in your phone. What the hell? I need to change my agent. My agent ain't doing. You know, you, and you think, mm, no, and you can, as every single voice actor thinks that the other voice actor is doing better and they'll hear you on the television or the radio or at an NFL event or whatever. And they say, oh man, he must be doing good. I hear him everywhere. The fact is they don't hear you everywhere. They think they hear you everywhere. You may be done four gigs in a month and all of a sudden, man, you raking it in. You really? But in, in reality, you've done four gigs in a month, which is not great. It's okay. It depends. All depends on what they pay you, obviously. But yeah. um, but uh, so so you'll get that jealousy. What agent are, we, are you with? How do you how do you get your work? Blah 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 blah. And everybody in the voiceover world thinks that the next man is doing better than them, and it can be lonely to not me, to a lot of the newbies. They just feel, oh, this is not the right thing for me. Then they will get a bite. They feel great. And then they come down and they keep mm-hmm. on coming down and it goes on and on and on. And it's usually yeah. self-inflicted depression. It really is. You know, I, when I had been interviewed on other podcasts and just matter of fact, I had a young man reach out to me uh, yesterday mm. through a mutual friend. He's like, yeah, he just moved to Vegas and he wants to get into VO. And we, we talked for about an hour and wow. I told him, I said, you know, when people see me hanging out somewhere or they see me post something I, I booked mm. and like, man, Trey living the life. I'm like, I'm yeah. really not. I said, what, mm. what you're seeing is the after. Exactly. If I sat and talked with you about the before mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was unemployed and I go outside to go to my mailbox yeah. and the space that formerly had my car, yeah. <laughs> but it had just been repoed 10 minutes before yeah. I walked out the door. There you go. Like, you don't, you don't know those days. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, you get someone that calls you and says, Hey, we think your voice is great. We got this commercial coming up for the Super Bowl. We'd mm-hmm. love to be on it. And yeah. then when the spot airs, it's not your voice. And you're like, Oh yeah. 
Been yeah. there. <laughs> being recast it, without being told you're recast. Doesn't doesn't it doesn't it hurt? Doesn't it? It doesn't hurt, but it doesn't. It, it, it gives you a little irritation, you know, when you're you're, you're driving down the highway and you're everything is cool. It's a beautiful day. You and your wife are cool. You just popped into McDonald's. You got some food going. You you're, you're cool. You're heading to see some good friends or whatever. It's a beautiful day, and you hear that radio ad come on, and something in your head. Remind remembers the script. Remember the and script, thinking, yeah. And you say, "Wait a minute, I, I know this script. Wait a minute, <laughs> I did it." But they've 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 given you all the hot wind when you're in the studio. Yes, great, mm -hmm. great job, Trey. Oh, excellent, Trey. Beautiful band. But when you walk out the door, man, nah, he's not the one. But rather than tell you straight, they they'll they'll hot wind you. They'll just say, "Yeah, fantastic, fantastic." And people think that never happens to me. It happens to me. It happens to every voice actor because someone in the production team says, mm, I'm not quite feeling it. Or maybe the, the creatives have done it all nice. And when they go and put it to the, the big boys who will give you the thumbs up, mm. it's, oh, I'm uh, not quite. No, we, we need a lighter voice. He's, he's, he's too dark. He's too this. He's too that. And that's again. Mm. It, it happens. It happens in every single uh, genre and every, for all women, for men, for youngsters, for old cats, for experience, mm -hmm. for newbies, it happens in the industry. That's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. It, you know, I, even to, to this day, and this, and that was 2014 or 15. Yeah. That one's still like right here. Like, mm, you know, it, it stings. <laughs> and I've lost out on some pretty big jobs to, to people I know that are, yeah, that are yeah, friends yeah, of mine, yeah. but it seems, but that one, for whatever reason, Listen. I could be 80 years old. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, that must've been major, man. That must've yeah. been a big one. <laughs> it was, it was that. So that would have been my first big one. Uh, yeah. I, I still remember yeah. the amount of money. It was like $48,000. Stop thinking about it. It's gone. Man. And Come on now. yeah. Hey. And, and you know, since then I've like, ah, been exactly. there and done that, but at and at that time I was at a crossroads in my VO career yeah. where I was where I and like you said, sometimes we we see other people's trajectory uh -huh. trajectory and you're like, well, how come they're they're doing this and they're doing this? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here doing, you know, PSAs for yeah. you know 180 pounds a spot. Uh -huh. And it's like, but he just did one for you know fifteen hundred. So that would have put me or, in a different stratosphere. Exactly. And then when I didn't get it, it was just like. And you start saying stuff like, I sound better than him. I could do better than him. Man, his voice ain't so good. His voice ain't so deep. His analysis, that's all good. I, I've always said it to a lot of people. There are a million guys out there with deeper voices than mine. I've met them. Well, I've met quite a few of them anyway. And I'm thinking, God damn, I thought your voice was deep. <laughs> right. yeah. and you got a deep voice. But it's all good to have a great voice. But can you bring it? Because remember, this industry is called voice acting. And some folks have the voice. But put a piece of paper in front of them. Give them some instructions. Okay, this is a deep movie about whatever. This is blah, 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 blah. Okay, here's the script. And they could say, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, could you give it to me a different way? One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. Just, just pump it up a bit. One, two, three, four, five. I've sat in studios and seen guys do that. 
because they have great voices, but they don't have the ability to bring it to life mm-hmm. because they've got nothing in their life. They've been not being disrespectful. But if you're a selfish man, if you have no empathy, if you have no sympathy, if you've never been loved, if you if you are just aggressive, 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 you've always had your own way. You're a pig-headed child. You were a spoiled brat. You will never make it in the industry because you have none of your senses intact. None. It's all about me, me, me. So when somebody says to you, sound like you're really in love with that person. If you've never experienced that, it's hard for you to find that within you. Mm-hmm. You understand? So a lot of people just can't do it. They can't bring it. And they, and, and I, great voice, fantastic voice. I've heard guys that just make my, my voice just crumble. <laughs> some guys, and I'm thinking, how old are you? Yeah, I'm 17. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know, it's like, really? <laughs> No, okay, I'm exaggerating. Never 17, but you know, you know these yeah. young 25 year olds, and some of these guys have got some some big kahunas. They're just like way down there, just naturally. I'm thinking you should be a voice actor, but they just don't have that, you know, whatever it takes to to do it, which comes natural. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, so go for it. If you can do it, do it. it it's it's no skin off my nose. I know I'm wise enough and old enough to recognize there's always going to be work, always. Every day, some, you know, it, I remember, uh, and I don't remember who said it, but, um, there was a guy in the industry, he's been around forever and he used to always say, you know, if you come into this job in VO and the only thing you think about is getting paid, Mm -hmm. you're never going to get work. Exactly. He said, eventually you have to love the craft and love yes. what you're doing because that's going to show when you get that copy. And like you said, if they say, say one, two, three, four, five, and mm. all you thinking, Oh yeah, I'm about to get paid. They like my <laughs> voice. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Can you slow it down and give me a little bit of emotion on three and then, you know, blow it up on five. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> That's not, no. If you can't go one, two, three, four, five, or five, four, three, you know, and if if you can't deliver that, because I've coached, I don't do a lot of coaching Mm -hmm. anymore, but Mm -hmm. there was a time that, you know, when the pandemic hit, I was like, people were like, can you coach? Can you coach? And Mm -hmm. there there were some folks who the passion was there, yeah, but I could not reach them and i'm like look i'm not gonna keep taking your money mm-hmm. because i'm giving you simple things to yeah. read yeah, yeah and i can tell the want to is there but i'm like ah, yeah exactly how do i, how do I, I don't want to crush this person's dream but yeah. the reality of it is yeah. you ain't yeah. got it I'm yeah sorry. yeah now you could prove me wrong and I and I and and I would be totally okay with that. You're like, I'll exactly. show you. And maybe on your own, now you watching a TV, you know, commercial and mm-hmm. that person saying, you know, buy one, get one free. And you walking around all day, buy one, get one free. Buy mm-hmm. one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. And you mm-hmm. come back, hey Trey, I'm ready now. And mm-hmm. then I give you copy and you blow me away. I'm like, mm-hmm. there you go. There you then go. Then I can tell that, okay, yeah. you want. See, but there's there's nothing worse than the the I get young cats come through here and and you you train them up and I'll tell them, but I'm brutal. You see, there's nothing worse than 
kids who think they got it, not necessarily kids, but anyone who think they've got it. And then you be, I've been in the industry for 30 odd years and I'll give them little pointers through my experience mm-hmm. and they'll tell me, yeah, but yeah, but, but, and they won't listen. They're not very good at using these quick to use mm-hmm. that. And they think it's all about that. And I keep saying to be a voice actor, you must have these tuned in because if a director tells you he wants it this way, he doesn't expect to be saying, I want it this way 15 times. He doesn't expect 20 minutes after telling you he's got to keep on telling you or she doesn't matter. They'll just say, get him out of here. I thought he was a pro and you'll never hear from that guy again or woman again. And your name will be crap in the, in the industry, you know, because they say, Oh, you're going to, you're going to, uh, uh, use John, John, whoever, John Joseph. Uh, I wouldn't advise it. He'll be there all goddamn day and he still won't get it. Really? No, his showreel sounds great, but, you know, he must have took three, four days to do a, a 30-second <laughs> reel, you know, because it it doesn't come naturally to some. It just does not come naturally to some. And they do constantly tell you, yeah, but, and they won't get it. And, and you can beat yourself up all day long, or you can just be brutally honest and just say, hey, kid, you're not ready. You're not ready. Uh, again. I'm, I'm happy to prove you for you to prove me wrong, yeah. but you're not ready and I can't waste my time because your attitude is wrong. Not so much your ability, your attitude isn't correct. And I'm not wasting my time having a fight with you because you come here to fight with me. Bye. I don't and give attitude, a damn. You know, attitude goes a, a long way. In Big time. Business. Everything's around attitude. Everything. You know, if, if you, if you walk into a studio and whoever the director is, is giving you what they feel is the best direction. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, do you think it does sound good that way? Because I think if we did it like this and they're like, look, yeah. we got 10 minutes to knock this yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going back and forth with you. Yeah, exactly. You know, we hired you as the exactly. talent. But this is how we want it to sound. Exactly. So give us what we want. You get paid. We go get the client pays. Everybody gets paid. Everybody's happy. And we we yeah. produce something that's beautiful. But, if, yeah. you know, you're in there just... Trust me, you know, and I know. Yeah. Even back in the day when I first started, I made that ridiculous mistake. I was so into me. I just kept thinking, say, so I could say something. I don't know, got no copy here, but whatever. I'll find something in this. <laughs> Believe this. Look, can you see the title of this book? On Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No kid. You check it out by Harry G. Frankfurt. Pick it up. It's. Dirt cheap, and it's a very small book. It's probably got a, well, uh, I don't know how many, about 100 pages of that. I'm gonna look that up later. Check check it out. But I don't know. Um, uh, No, this is not very good. But just say something like, um, whatever. We'll be right Uh, back. We'll be right back. And you say, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Whatever. You've done it a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. And you don't think it sounds good to you. Who the hell are you? Are you paying yourself? If that <laughs> man wants it to sound. So I may think, man, that would have sound so, so much better if I said, um, there's never been a, a movie like this. And he says, no, but I like it. Now, can you say, there's never been, a bit lighter. There's never been a movie like this. There's never been a movie like this. Yeah, that's the one. And I'm thinking, that is so inappropriate to this dark movie. 
that's the one he'll get. If that's the one he wants, that's the one he'll get. It's nothing to do with me. So I can go home and say, man, that sounds like crap. Ah, oh, can't stand that. Oh, that's embarrassing. Who's it embarrassing to? It's embarrassing to nobody. It's in your mind because you're so far up your own behind. It's not about ego. It's about getting the job done for the client. So if the, the, the client wants you to say, yes, that's the next movie, do it. That's what you're getting paid for. It's not about how you want to sound. It's not your, your gig. It's not your, 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 your baby. You're working for someone else. So if they want you to sound like that, fine. No skin off my nose. But I was into that. I was so used to, you know, whatever I was saying. This, this show is fantastic. So I want to talk like that all the time because, yeah, I'm red and I want, this show is fantastic. And somebody tapped me on my shoulder one day. It was a young lady. She was a creative. She goes, remember, darling, it's not about you. <laughs> and, and, and that stuck in my head on the train going home. I thought, it's so true. It's so true. I'm losing myself because I'm mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting big now. Yeah, I'm red pepper. Yeah, this is how I talk. And you're not a one trick pony. If that's all you can do in a world, in a world, one man, one man, this fall, blah, blah, blah. If that's all you can do, I'd be broke. Seriously, I'd be broke. There's so many things that I've done that people wouldn't even recognize. You know, we just, you get involved in so many things. You, you, I'm in the Mary Poppins movie. You don't even hear it. But I'm done playing some elephant or whatever thing. I'm just doing some kind of ridiculous noises. I'm in so many uh, Xbox and, and whatever games and just all kind of strange noises. Hello, how are you? Yes, yeah. Can you talk like yeah. that? Who's up with two Who's my mate? How you doing? How you having a laugh? Yo, 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 get, you get me blood. You get me. Yeah, you, yeah, you. I, I can do it all because I, I listen. When I listen, it goes in there and I'm thinking, right. What is this about? Look at the project. Look at the project. Look at the storyline. Look at how this man is, is feeling. Look at how scared he is. Look how happy he is. You got to get into that psych. So then you do it. It just comes out naturally. With me, it does. So you find that balance. You don't have to go too dark just because you got a dark voice. You don't have to go too high because you want to impress people that you can go high. You got to find that balance and you got to keep an eye on the creative and the director. And if the director has got a smile on his face or her face and they say, yes, that's the one, just, just do that. Perfect. But just a little bit quicker, you know, you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. And that, that session is fantastic. But some folks believe like I did when I was young, that it's all about them. I thought, well, oh, They've hired me for my voice. Why are they asking me to change it? But they're uh, not. It's a voice talent. It's not about you rumbling through the whole script. It's about seeing what your range is. So I can say, oh, man, Trey, man, I've had a hard day. Uh, um, some, something like, uh, oh, I can't believe she's left me. Or I can say, Trey, man, I've already had, had a hard day. I can't believe she's left me. Now right. you. You understand me? So, mm -hmm. it, but you got it there, but you so up, up in your own behind that you want to sound Mr. Cool like Barry White. I can't believe she's left me. They don't want that. They want some acting. They want some, some contrast. And if you can do it, you're, you're sailing, you're, you're laughing. So it's not all about, I've got a lovely voice. Can you act? Can you deliver what they want? Can you bring that to life? Can you? It's all about people's ears. With your voice, you're driving a car. Ain't nobody can see me 
moving my hands and getting them and gesticulating. No, they're hearing the story through my voice. So everything has got to resonate with them. And it's down to you as a skillful voice actor to do the job that they're paying mm-hmm. you for. You know, so it's not all about in a goddamn world. It's really not. <laughs> it's not it really. Is. But um, I love what I do and you love what you do. I know we do. So it's it's beautiful to talk to you as well. It's just I'm, I can't believe I'm sitting here sipping English tea. <laughs> Hello, Jeff. How are you, Jeff? By Jove. <laughs> Y'all ain't know we was going to church today, huh? You know. Reverend Red so. has delivered a word for the masses. For real, um, man. It's, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm so glad that we got this done. Um, you know, we... I got so deep in, into the in, into the interview, I forgot to play your clips and stuff, man. Because we we had a nice little package set up for you, and we may put that oh, in post production. Maybe we'll put it at the end. But it's absolutely amazing to think that the most powerful computer in the world is our brain. Ain't that something? man-made computer and now computer is controlling man we are walking around depending on what we created (laughs) it's funny ain't it our brain so strong so powerful so uniquely put together don't answer the door. Okay, Red, that was great. Thank you. Got you got it? Yeah, that was great. Cool. You, you can stop speaking like that now, though. What do you mean? This is how I always speak. On October 15th, one lucky fan will be chosen to stand alongside the Avengers in an official Marvel comic. Immortalized on a cover illustrated by renowned Marvel artists, risen into the story, and released in a limited edition print run. Download Whatnot to enter and secure your spot in Marvel history. I just want to say, uh, number one, like I said, you know, you taking the time because right now, looking at the clock, it is now eight o'clock. Oh my God. So late. <laughs> yeah. I listen, but, uh, I'm always in here. I'm always in here. I get, I have to be hounded out of here. Or what time are you coming home? Oh, you still in there? <laughs> Shall I, shall I bring the the, uh, the pillows and your blanket for you? Like, uh, oh, boy. That means it's, that means it's time to get out of the studio. When she, no, it's time, it's time to ignore the call. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Oh, I don't why? give a damn. <laughs> we ain't going there. Uh, <laughs> tell the folks how they can find you, man, and all your social media. Well, if you that. on social media, I'm, I'm still on Twitter. I didn't even, don't even use the damn thing. Apparently, it's called X now, right? Uh, uh, That's what they say. Yeah, at the Red Pepper, I'm on Instagram, uh, Red Pepper zero one. And remember, I spelled D, uh, Red with two Ds. I'm on Facebook, Red Pepper. Where else am I? I'm on LinkedIn, Red Pepper. You get the drift. Um, yeah, and my telephone number is yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell them about uh, uh, 
the soul coaster as well. Oh, the solar coaster, yeah. Uh, as in, it goes up and down. That's why I call it a solar coaster. Uh, it's a show that I do, uh, award-winning show, I'll have you know, um, between 3 and 6 UK time. So wherever you are in the world, you got to work that one out. Uh, between 3 and 6 on a Saturday, and it's all funk and soul and good stuff. And you can contact me on the JFSR Facebook page. It's on Jazz Funk Soul Radio. That's the name of the station, Jazz Funk Soul Radio, or JFSR. .co.uk, internet, worldwide, and I get listeners from all over the damn world. Red man, man, you rock, man. Can you drop this tune? Yeah, man. Oh, you play Mantronics? Oh, man. Oh, my God. You play Nucleus? Wiki, Wiki. Oh, doom, my God. Doom, doom, doom. I play every kind of group, oh, whatever man. mood I'm in, and then I'll slow it down for the ladies, and I'll play some Melissa Morgan, Do Me Baby, or whatever. And I say, go and do Barry White. Can you talk like Barry White? Oh, baby. And, you know, it's just me having fun. The beauty about internet radio stations, they're not policed as much as mm -hmm. the big stations. I've been offered big stations, been on the auditions, got the gig, and then they tell you, oh, no, don't talk. Don't talk. Just keep on play track after track. Don't. No, too much talking. So I could play something by Diana Ross and the Supremes, and I'd say, i got a really interesting story about Diana Ross. And they'd say, too much, too much talking. And I'm thinking, what happened to radio? Whereas on the internet radio stations, I can tell you something. I says, how you want to hear a, a, a story about Bootsy Collins? Bam, music stopped. And I'm talking about Bootsy and I'm talking about whoever. Mm -hmm. And people engage because that's how radio was supposed to be. Not just tune after tune and then telling the people, well, we don't have to tell you what record it is. Just Shazam it. Shazam it. And I'm thinking, really? How rude. You know, I'm, I'm old school and I always will be. So, yeah, come join me on a Saturday. That, that'd be cool. And any projects that I'm doing now, I'm just doing some things for stuff for, that I can't really disclose. You know how of it is. Um, NDA, non-disclosure agreement. Yes, you can't talk about that, naughty boy. Um, and just the usual stuff. The television adverts and, ra and radio adverts. And you probably got it in the States because it has been released over in the States, the Virgin Atlantic uh, TV advert. And, and I am what I am. You see a little a lady at the beginning in red, and you see me in there just jangling my bangles. You've probably seen that over there as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Virgin Atlantic uh, that's cool, commercials man. and stuff. Yeah, and that's me. And this is Red Pepper. And Thank this you so is much. Trey Mosley. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate you all for watching and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Red, again, brother, thank you so much for your time, man. Sincerely, it's been my pleasure. All right, Love to the family as well. Absolutely, absolutely. We out of here. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Take Time Out with Trey Mosley podcast, part of the Titan Media Network. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. To see the video version of this, you can find us on YouTube on the Take Time Out with Trey Mosley YouTube page. Thanks for listening, or thanks for watching. Either way, we'll see you next time.